Welcome to episode 59 of the Two on Three podcast, where two of your friends take on three topics in 30 minutes. I'm Ty, and based on my follower account, you can find me failing to meet anyone's expectations for valuable or humorous social commentary on Twitter at SEATJK. And with me is Chris. Where do you disappoint your parents and how they raised you, Chris? Uh, at home, mostly. But yeah? when I visit them. Um, but the <laughs> but you can find me on the social media at CD Villasenor, uh, where I'm disappointing everyone else. Especially me. <laughs> Why would you say something like that? <laughs> I'm very fragile tonight. Just making jokes. What can I? What do you want? What, can I, what do you want from me? <laughs> All right. Well, you can interact with the show on Twitter at two on three pod, or hit us up via email at holla, holla. at two on three pod dot com. You know how much we love to hear from you. In the spirit of Valentine's Day, when you will be likely listening to this episode tonight, we're going to talk about expectations. Do you get that reference, or is that just too weird? Is that too esoteric from the '90s? <laughs> it might have been. What? Who was that? Well, do you remember that uh, that perfume exclamation? That's how the commercial. <laughs> no. How the commercial went like it was like exclamation, and it was like it's a punctuation, as if that was a selling point. Yes, it is a punctu. It's it's a pungentuation. <laughs> it was like the it's like a Rite Aid perfume, like jupe. <laughs> how, how come you have a, such a handle on like? Budget perfumes. Budget I watched fragrances. a lot of TV in the nineties. Bad. <laughs> did they? They. I. You know. I. I recall there being a lot more, like fragrance and makeup stuff that went on in the nineties than I think that goes on today. Because I was always waiting around for some CoverGirl commercials. <laughs> There's still plenty of those. So I. I don't know. There's a lot of Maybelline still. No. They're still doing. Maybe she's born with it. Hmm. I don't know. I guess I. I don't watch enough TV anymore to 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 pick up all that. I just remember exclamation perfume being like the first ad that ever like fully worked on me because I got convinced that I needed to buy it for my mother for Valentine's Day one year. <laughs> she was like, thanks, this is gross. <laughs> the ad went right in the trash. Probably. I think it hung around probably on the table for a while and she never wore it because, you know, she wanted to be respectful. <laughs> <laughs> I think I had to save up my money and shit too. What an idiot. Buying, buying fragrances for people. Remember that? Uh, actually, I bought my wife perfume for Christmas. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would never. I would never. It it's just, a pretty standard thing. It is. I like don't I don't do it every year, but whenever but you know what she, you know what she wants though. I have an you know, idea. You know what she rocks, and then you buy that. No, like it's something you, new every time. Really? So basically, every couple of years, I mean. I would say every couple of years she'll be like, I'm, I, I'm interested in something new, and she just wants me to pick it because she's like, I want you to like it, so pick it. Um, and so I do, and I hate doing it because I feel like I have no. It's it's what I imagine somebody who doesn't know anything about wine feels like if they go to like Napa. I'm like I don't know, man. Just right. pour it in the glass. <laughs> <laughs> just stroll yourself into the Nordstrom makeup section and just and just go to town and just kind of figure it out. Oh, I usually yeah, but then like especially if I'm doing it around the holidays, they really want to be helpful, right? Because you got all the seasonal seasonal employees in there. They ask me all kinds of questions, but I. I don't know. When you're dealing with seasonal temp retail employees, they usually look at you like no matter what you say, like you're like you get four eyes on your head, like just right. What are you saying? And I'm like trying to describe like I don't know. This is your job. Don't can I like 
sort of vaguely describe something and have you, it's not like I'm in the library telling you I'm looking for a red book. Like I'm trying right. to you're gonna help no, me out here. Yeah. I, do, I wouldn't even, I just get overwhelmed in that, in that section. Like you hit all the fragrances and everything just kind of smells perfumey. Yeah. You gotta get the, the cup of beans. I, yeah. I don't have the, I don't have the nasal palate to be able to sort that out. It's fatiguing. Yeah. Eventually everything starts to smell the same. You smell like more than four or five at once. If I don't hit it in the first four or five, I'll leave and come back like an hour later. Yeah. Like I'll go do some other shopping and then come back. It's too much for me even to start. I'm, I'm, I'm dizzy <laughs> yeah. thinking about it right uh, that's now. That's another thing I remember very distinctly from my childhood is my grandmother waiting. And my mother also. Like and it was a habit they must have both. Or my mom must have got it from my grandmother. Who knows where my grandmother got it from? Like putting her perfume on in the car. And I'm like, I'm going to throw up. Like it's just so I'm overpowered. It's, <laughs> we're in a confined space. Why are you doing this to us? Like every now and again, I'll get in the work elevator with with someone yeah. who just applied. I'll be like, "Yeah, man." All right. Well, in segment one, we're gonna anyway. do some uh, first world problems and complain about streaming services, or at least that's what I'm gonna do. I don't know what you have to say, but <laughs> in segment two, we're gonna go back to the hygiene well. It's like people really want to die from some preventable shit these days. And finally, we'll almost talk about golf as we explore what it means to be a seven handicap at life. As always, we'll suffer through Dejatwa, and in the OT, we'll talk a little NFL QB expectations and rediscovering the early works of old stars. Uh, before we get to our topics, even though we've already wasted five minutes on random... Wasted? <laughs> Has there been any blowback for your teenage gun rights advocate? No, not at all. In fact, I think her teacher... I th- she's like, I need a link to that because my teacher needs to l- l- hear me. Fantastic. <laughs> it's like I'm begging, and she'll probably hear me begging for you not to get expelled. But um, no, we have not heard anything about it. They haven't been to school, but two days this month. Yes, tell me about it. So there's really nothing to to, to say about school um, since we've been buried under a blanket of snow. I mean, it's more of a blanket. It's like four comforters and a and a you know and a bedspread. It's. I mean, it's a lot, but we just don't have any ability to deal with it whatsoever. And I am just every time now in the school or oh, school's closed. And I'm like, and school's closed tomorrow. Still again, at least your school's t- we're, we're, on, we're at least on two hour delay tomorrow. So the kids are going to go to school tomorrow. Um, I'm not sure all the kids will be able to make it. I mean, it really is difficult. Yeah, sure. But, and plus there's a midwinter break coming up. So next week, yeah. all week. <laughs> so fantastic. <laughs> So really, the kids are going to go to school four days this month? Pretty much. So our apologies to Black History Month <laughs> for wow. our kids not learning about wow. any of it. Now I feel like I have to do some education. <laughs> you better get on that. After we picked him up tonight, they were talking about, like, what's all the snow in the parking lot? Like, why is it all dirty? And I was explaining how plows work and, like, where that, you know, it's scraping up dirt from the parking lot that you don't normally see. Um, and then my older daughter starts going like, darky. And I'm like, yeah, yeah like, well, what? No. Like, we can no, call just... it darky snow, dad. <laughs> no, no, we're not going to call it that. And then we got them to like, usually when I, when that something, something like that happens, I try to come up with a word that's similar uh-huh. to get them to say. And we, we got over to dorky sure, pretty quickly. Sure. And then they had already forgotten. And then uh, the little one's like, Wait, what was the other word? And then older one, darky. And I'm like, yeah, let's just not, let's not. And she's like, why, why? I'm like, it's just, it's something that's been used to insult people in the past. And it's just not something you won't really want to be saying. If I put it on and my then... face, I'll have black snow face. <laughs> Jesus Christ. 
Oh, we need to move to Virginia. Uh, so, but then my wife starts to go, well, honey, it's, and I'm like, nope, 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 nope. And she's like, what, what? I'm like, look, in a few years, I'm happy to explain to them why they can't say darky. But right now, it's better if they just don't understand why they can't say it and forget about it and move on because I don't want you to give them the context for it and then have to rely on the judgment of children right. not to say it. Right. Well, well, honey, brown-skinned people and, and, and hateful white people. I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> so I had to put a kibosh on that. My wife was not happy because so, I sort of like... Stomped on her. Like, a little yeah. bit in the car. Like, ah! <laughs> Just looking like, yeah, loud shouting. <laughs> <laughs> uh growing up in diversity <laughs> do, do you uh so back to the subject at hand do you know if the program that she's working on is it called respect team no i don't know what it's called. It's, yeah. i think it's just it might be there they just have no i don't know what it's called but the uh but all the, it's, what grade is she in eighth okay so it might be some there might be some statewide thing it might be a it might be curriculum well, so the reason I ask is because it reminded me of when I was in eighth grade, we had something called Respecting, and we had to pick a social issue like this and do a similar thing. I wrote a letter to Representative Al Swift yeah, uh, and ended up winning for our state and was the state of Washington representative in D.C. for this program. Nice. Yeah. So I got to meet Al Swift and you remember Slade Gordon? Sure. Uh, and then it was Patty Murray's first term in office. She had just been elected. Man, that was like a hundred years ago. Oh, you're telling me? I was on the local news. Wow. We and uh, and so yeah, your your daughter's project brought that brought back that memory for me. And I was curious if it was the same thing. I thought it was yeah, also interesting. Yeah. She's not winning, <laughs> considering the uh, the the darky story that my letter was actually about racism following the Rodney King riots. So we've come so far. <laughs> well i mean we've come far enough to where you know we have a diverse podcast where you know minorities and white people can come together and joke about first world shit i guess so see there you have it that's progress Well, uh, you know and i plagiarized the bulk of that letter anyway <laughs> the truth comes out <laughs> well you know you know jill abramson have you seen this story that she like has get got caught for plagiarism in this book she released Oh, like no. she's okay. So I don't know the details of the book, but she's been sort of just trying to hand wave it away on her own. Like, no, nah, whatever. Like, <laughs> who cares? And uh, I was thinking to myself that one, I always sort of carried a little bit of guilt about feeling like I, I mean, the letter wasn't plagiarized, but there was definitely a section where I was like, it's just easier to recreate this than it is to rewrite it from whole cloth. So I just sort of repurposed it. You, you, you plagiarized it. That's plagiarized. <laughs> <laughs> well, so one time in college, I was like working full time excuses, whatever. I basically handed in a full on, like I just ripped this paper out of the book and turned it in more or less. And it was just like a one pager, like in a, I don't know, it's probably in business ethics. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but like my professor was like, caught me and then called me into his office and like threatened to kick me out of college. And meanwhile, this old white lady, like she's the, the impunity of, of of rich white people. She she's plagiarizing a book. She's a nationally known reporter, and people are just we've moved on. Well, I mean, it doesn't. I mean, it doesn't hurt the institution of whatever she's doing. I mean, if she worked for somebody, I, I don't know. She's an employer. I right? felt bad because my professor seemed like he was insulted. Like you, you thought you could get one over on old Windship, huh? That was his name. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and I was like, no, honest to God, I was just. I'm working full time. Professor Winship on this. blast. 
he was a good dude, man. He didn't kick me out of college. Well, that's, uh, you know, good. He let me apologize and redo the assignment. No, that's more than you deserved. Yeah, probably. But not, I don't know that I deserve to get kicked out of college. No, but you might have deserved an F minus. <laughs> All right, should we do the show? Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> okay. All right, so in segment one, uh, let's complain about our privilege as we talk about streaming services. I think this came up originally because I was telling you how bad Amazon's video player interface is, the Amazon Prime video player. Um, I don't know if you had something you want to get right into. I can certainly start to complain right off the bat about how shitty Amazon's is. <laughs> Go ahead. Get it, get it off your chest. All right. So Amazon's library, the, the video interface is a mess. Like when you go into it, browsing is Netflix-ish, but a little less responsive. Whatever. That's sort of probably is at least part, partly the device I'm using it on. But like when I go to like the video library where I have purchased movies. So for the most of the stuff that we've bought, it's been on Amazon because I'm just not an iTunes guy. Sure. Um, and the long li- the list of library of movies you've bought is a long list of in chronological order, which of course, because that's how people organize libraries of entertainment. Why well, wouldn't I have to want to scroll all the way through the forty movies we've bought over the last four years while I'm trying to find one specific thing with no real idea, only just a general idea of when over the last four years I might have bought this. Um, the fast forward and rewind is a complete disaster. There's no screen scan, so it's just like the amount of time that's passed. Just guess. Yeah, and it works like the ice machine. Have you ever seen like the comic where it's like the ice machine? You know, no ice, no ice. All the ice. No, yeah, all the ice. <laughs> That's how the fast forward is. It's like too slow, too slow. Oh, you're back at the beginning. That's what you <laughs> wanted, right? You wanted to rewrite all the way to the beginning. <laughs> and then finally, the skip back button, which is pretty universal on all remotes these days and works on all the other platforms the way you would expect, exits the application. <laughs> so you know what? What the hell? <laughs> what? First of all, I think Amazon decided that they had an interface for Kindle and they just said, let's just use that. And that's, <laughs> and that's, that's exactly what their interface is. It's just the Kindle interface. It's, I bought it and in the order I bought it, here it is. Let me spit it out to you. You're right. It's, it doesn't help. They just give it to me. Just, just give me some sort of. Can you give me alphabetical? A yeah. Can you give me? Can you continue to display it in category form? Can we do Pixar? And can you group by publisher? Can you? Can we? Can we? Can I get some options in the menu? Can you give me an alphabetical option? No, because they don't care. That's can I, mean, I search? Is... For Christ's sakes. <laughs> well, first of all, how many movies do you have in your in your Amazon? Quite a few. So you've been you've been purchasing. Even. Yeah, so when the when there's like a legit kids movie that we know we'll watch at least twice, because that's kind of my break even point, right? A rental's like six bucks, right? And and to buy something is usually fifteen. So I'm like, are we gonna watch this twice? And if the answer is yes, then I will generally buy it. Um, I, I nothing nothing really gets me worked up worse than spending six bucks and then having the kids ask me two days later to watch it again and being like. Mm, I could have spent that $6 toward the original $15 purchase price. Right. Right. <laughs> yes. That would be option to buy at the end would be helpful. Yes. I don't I mean, even need like, yeah, give me, I don't even need the full discount. You don't even have to give me the full rent to buy credit. You could just give me the, like a partial rent to buy credit. Right. Right. Like five bucks or whatever. Five bucks off. But they don't whatever. need to, obviously. Because <laughs> people, people like you rent and go, crap, we've rented this four times. Damn it. <laughs> I try never to do that. I'll tell you what. The, uh, but yeah, so Amazon's wanting, but they, got, they, have, they have everything. I mean, in terms of, I mean, I get my Elvis movie of the year through, through Amazon, and they have all the Elvis movies I want. So 
when it, New Year's Eve comes and I need to purchase a new Elvis movie, I, it's there. So their selection's by far the best. For purchasing. For purchasing. Yeah, the, the prime selection is poop. Well, I mean, yeah. And I don't know. Are you watching any? Of the, I, don't, I don't even watch any of the Amazon um, series, but I hear they're pretty good. I hear Man in the High Castle's good, but... It's I don't know. Good. I don't know. If you hear that from the same person I heard it from, uh, I don't agree. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, whatever. We liked you know, Mrs. If, Maisel. Yeah. Yeah. That okay. was pretty good. That was worth so, the I price mean, of admission. So, so I'm not sure they're doing the best. I mean, from and from a content play, it's like their their series are fine, whatever, and then and then they have the best purchase selection. You know, versus Netflix, who has who I think has the best original content. Yes. And Everything there works seamlessly. Yes. I think. I think Usually. that, uh, and you know, that's the other part about it is there's a mobile experience as well, right? Which and the Amazon mobile experience is a little, is not great. It has like it has some some interesting features though, right? It has like X-ray on the mobile yeah. experience, well, which is I don't know whatever. for movie dorks like me when I want to see like who this person is and who they've worked with, it's fun to get into that. That way, I don't have to bust out my other device looking up IMDb. Right, you like you're in there, but because it is IMDb, right? They own yeah. they own the IMDb. Yeah, so, it's plugged in. Yeah, so Netflix is a better. They have better content. I think they have a better mobile experience in general, and um, that's what I usually find myself watching. Again, they have the best stand up. You know, all the stand ups are doing Netflix stuff. They, they figured out a lot of stuff over at Netflix. It's the core competency of their business. <laughs> that's true. You know what? My in laws still get DVDs sent to them via Netflix. Why? <laughs> because they have like 1.5 megabit service, DSL service at their house. Is that their only option? Or they just don't care. They that they just don't care. And what's that like? Oh, visiting them <laughs> yeah. when my phone is when my phone is a hundred times faster than it's basically hotspotting your phone for the weekend and oh, just murdering brutal. your murdering your data plan, which I'll be doing this weekend. Fun, but oh uh, yeah, like a like a real treat. But the I think uh, you they need ha- call up the provider and just pretend to do a little impersonation work. <laughs> First, they have over the air television, and fuck? <laughs> and one point five megabit DSL service. <laughs> oh my god! Like real commitment to being old, huh? It's like Little House on the Prairie <laughs> over there. <laughs> it's brutal. Anyway, the uh, and then Hulu. I don't subscribe to Hulu. I did for a long time. You did. And it was, we never used it. Like I did for a long time because for a while it was the best place to find kids shows on demand. Uh huh. Um, and then I, they lost me in there. Like when they went through their, they just sort of never had anything. Like I have cable still cause I haven't you know, gone through the, uh, the process. I watch too much live sports to cut the cord really realistically. Yeah. Um, and like, like live sports on weird channels too, right? Like be in, they doesn't, that's not even on cable anymore. They, 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 yeah, they know they they took BN off last summer. It's killed me this year, huh? Yeah, they I took get... it out because BN wanted more money from Comcast to for their. And Comcast fees. obviously doesn't have any money. <laughs> <laughs> Bastards. They do kind of suck. Well, and I, that's what I would like. I, what I really like is is full a la carte. Like, I don't like where we've landed in this middle ground. Like, I'd much rather just pay for the show I want to watch. I spend an embarrassing amount of money. To Comcast every month because I'm oh. I'm a quadruple play customer. Mm. Yeah, how about yeah. that? The uh, so I I cut them a big check, but um, again their their offerings are really good these days too. 
I mean, in terms of all the movies you can get, and if you subscribed it, if you just, it was one of those deals where it's like, okay, you can spend X amount of dollars, but then if you spend, it, it's the large popcorn. Oh yeah. At, at it's, it's the only large 10 soda. cents. 10 it's, more cents. It's the large popcorn, large soda, the movies. Yeah. It's like a small, a small is a small soda is $8, <laughs> but I can get a large for nine. Right, right. So you feel like okay, I might as well just pile all these on there. It's just, it doesn't make it doesn't make any sense not to. But surprisingly, the um, Xfinity mobile experience is pretty good. Mm-hmm. So I end up using it a lot, and and don't tell anyone I use it in the car to watch football games. <laughs> good lord, not, not while I drive. While I drive, but I don't watch the phone. But I have it on the Bluetooth, right? So. When I had to go out for the Super Bowl to pick up my daughter, I just put the Super Bowl. You can get the radio, the the Westwood One radio. Yeah, I was going to say, you know, there's a radio. No, but who wants to listen to Kevin Harlan and Kurt Warner? Like, <laughs> like if you want Nance and Romo, you got to fire up the Bluetooth, turn on the Xfinity, and get the actual broadcast while you drive. That's the only way to get the... but. But yes, it is running. The video is running while I drive, but but you're not watching it. I'm disciplined enough to not watch it. So you say only at the only only when I'm on cruise control. <laughs> one of those two-way dash cams, we can see you doing it. <laughs> I do have a two-way dash cam. That's a different story for another day. But um, but yeah, I, Hulu lost me, and I think we were making some sort of joke last week about how Hulu's coming out with an animated version of Howard the Duck. And I was like, animated, Hulu. I'm, yeah, whatever. I'm out. It's too many steps. It's too many steps. And then, for God's sake, you know, I'm, I like Star Trek. I would watch your Star Trek Discovery show. But I went to the on-demand. It starts, right? And I didn't, I figure I'll just pick it up Last on year. on-demand. This yeah. was season two. Right. I'll pick it up on on-demand. I go to no, the on- I go to the on-demand. It says, this program only available on CBS online, whatever. F you, CBS. I'm not watching your stupid show. I and watched I w- the pilot would, of that. And I would watch it. But I'm Me not too. grabbing another streaming service. But I, it has, uh, uh, I enjoyed the first episode. They put it on TV. And I was like, uh-huh. awesome. I didn't know this Star Trek show was coming back. And then... They were like, catch additional Star Trek episodes on CBS All Access. And I was like, well, I guess I'm not watching this. Right. Uh, I'm, it, it's going to be difficult for me if Patrick Stewart comes back next whenever, next mm-hmm. fall, and it's on CBS All Access. I'm going to be pissed, but I'm going to have to pay for it. Well, you watch the Karate Kid show, right? For free. On you don't think the YouTube, CBS All YouTube Access Red? is going to offer you a free trial period? Oh, they better. <laughs> In 30 days, I could just grab it and be out of there. But I don't know. Are they can let me do YouTube Red for free again on a 30-day trial to get season two of Cobra Kai. You got another email address? Uh, probably. <laughs> I bet you can get one. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope everybody enjoyed this extremely relatable content as two privileged gentlemen complained oh, about their on. access to entertainment media. <laughs> Listen, everybody who listens to this is dealing with a whole hand of streaming crap. It is. The shit is everywhere. I mean, there's nowhere, there's nowhere to live. I, you know, I envy the people who can get all their stuff without having to pay, who can cut the cord and do it. But you're right. I, I watch too much sports. Mm-hmm. Basically, sports and live news politics is the, the only reason to have live TV, cable TV, for me personally. But, I mean, again, 
why why pay for the small when you can buy the large for for you know a buck more oh i still enjoy the flip every once in a while too it's like i don't enjoy it but like sometimes there's times where i want to catch a movie halfway through i don't want to always have to be like like there's times especially later at night where it's like yeah i'm gonna stay up for like another hour i don't have time to start something but i can watch the end of predator oh always every time right (laughs) yeah yeah if i turn on predator and and uh Carl Weathers is about to, you know, lose an arm. I'm, I'm, st- I'm in. I'm into the end. Predator is like Chex Mix. I saw somebody say about Chex Mix that no one has ever stopped eating Chex Mix. They either ran out of Chex Mix or they died. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Predator is like. True. All right. Uh, segment two. Uh, we are going to talk about hygiene, personal hygiene, and more specifically phone hygiene. So for me, I sent this to you because I came across the phone sanitizer. So it's called phone soap, and it's just a like a UV case that doubles as a charger. So, you know, hey, if you're going to throw your phone in overnight and let it charge, um, it's going to clean all that poop off your phone because your phone has 18 times the amount of bacteria as a public restroom. But it's all mostly my poop, which is, I think, <laughs> mostly, which is which is comforting. Sure. And we've talked many times at this point about how everything has poop on it all the time and you need to wash your hands, which was the other part of this for me when I sent you the Fox News host, Pete Hegseth, saying uh, that he hasn't washed his hands in 10 years. And then the next day he implied that he was joking. He, even was, he, ob- had... he was obviously joking. Look, man. So I was going to tell you this. Sorry, buddy. You don't have the benefit of the doubt here because of where you work. You don't have any access to <laughs> any, any access to irony. If you're going to sit on the stage at Fox and say, I can't see germs so they don't exist, I'm going to have to take you at your word. Fine. I mean, fine. I'm, you know, I just, it was so, it was so ludicrous that it can't possibly be true. I mean, that, and that's, I know that's American politics in a nutshell. <laughs> like, it's like, at what point is it too ludicrous? That one was, he was obviously joking, but okay, whatever. There are a lot of people who ain't washing their hands, and I know this for a fact. It, well, and that's what, that again, so this is what leads me to believe that he may not have been joking. And I will tell you, if I know that guy personally, I'm not shaking his hand anymore. I'm like, no, right. Pete, I'll pass. I'll so pass. here's the, so here's a perfect phone soap type of scenario i oftentimes visit the golden arches Mm. and they have online they have coupons on your phone Mm -hmm. every now and again the person in the mcdonald's will reach for my phone to grab my phone to scan it to scan my coupon i'm like oh oh no i said (laughs) they'll reach for it i'll be like oh oh no no just go ahead and scan it i'll hold it you scan it i think Wait, in what world do you reach for a stranger's phone? At any, unless a, someone offers me their phone to to grab, I am not grabbing someone else's phone. You might as well, you know, you might as well just have grabbed my wiener. <laughs> I have a feeling that there's a number of people that use this app that can probably handle that. But then as soon as it comes to trying to hold the phone still or like do anything more complex, they're like, yeah. I don't know. You just take it. Just take it. Right. I mean, the Starbucks people figured it out, right? They post the, the little scanner there and you have to like wave your phone around in front of it to catch it. Sure. You, dude did not have to grab my phone. And if he did, I probably would want to have the, you know, the germaphobe thing. Unless, you know, you could Clorox wipe your phone if you wanted to, right? I mean, you don't have to, you have to buy this UV case. Probably not. <laughs> it's a good know, idea, like, though. The, well, the UV light probably going to shoot in all the cracks. <laughs> and if you have a it's case on your cool. phone, your phone has so much disgusting gunk in it. 
like oh. in the cracks between the case and the phone itself. Uh, I'm sure it's disgusting. I, mean, I try to take that thing out of there at least semi-regularly and clean it. I look at the back and I have that clear kind of case. And I'm like, where's that shit coming from? How does it get all the way back inside the case? Your pocket. I don't know. Where does it come from? <laughs> but, you know, your keyboard's the same way. I mean, my keyboard at work is, I could shake out like an entire meal out of it, I'm sure. I don't eat at my computer anymore. Just because for that reason alone? I just don't, like, because of the way my, my work lifestyle is, I just, uh, I don't, I don't eat in front of a computer like that anymore. <laughs> I just don't. It has, it has to do with working from, it's a combination of working from home and, and having my office be in an attic. So I have to leave this space to go make food, and I'm certainly not going to bring the food back up here. Oh, yeah. It's just not convenient. Yeah. So I just, I might have a laptop out, but I'm not, like, eating over the keyboard. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, the, what, you know, did you know that the thing that, spurred the conversation on Fox about the hand washing was that he was getting called out for eating a day old pizza in the studio, which. Okay. So I've got a couple of things here. <laughs> Fine. I actually, I, I, I'm, I'm way more cavalier about like, and I probably shouldn't be about like leftover food that's been out. Like, okay. I know that's like the number one way to get like foodborne illness, <laughs> but I don't know. Pizza congeals, right? It just, it becomes a hardened shell. It doesn't let, it's impermeable. Listen, listen, I've eaten countless amounts of day-old pizza. That's we been all out, have. Unfri- yes. Unrefrigerated day-old pizza? You went to college, right? Yes. 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 I mean, that's how, that's how day-old pizza works. You, there's a box. You lift the lid, and, there's, and it's in there, and it looks relatively, especially pepperoni, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. pepperoni's already dried anyway, for the most it's part. A, it's a natural preservative. <laughs> And so you eat it and that you eat everything but the crust because the crust has gotten so stale that you can't get your teeth through it. But the rest of it's good to eat. And we've all done that. I mean, that's, I'm not going to eat like cottage cheese that's been left out overnight. I mean, that's, or sour cream, <laughs> but a pizza. Sure. God. <laughs> it's not going to add this sour cream to my, you know, my nacho chips. If I, oh. that's like. That is on the short list of things I nag my wife about. Do not leave unrinsed milk cups out on the counter for me to find. Because we still use cups with lids sure. around here. Oh, man. And it's like, oh, you crack one of those open and you think it's like a water cup that just got left on the counter. And it's like, oh, God, the chunky milk from two days ago. And, oh, Let me pour this down the sink along with my vomit. Right. <laughs> and, and then half the, and half the dish soap. You know, like pour the dish soap in the in the in the uh, garbage disposal directly. I keep, of, I keep some of those lemon ball things that like you throw in the disposal. Oh, it's the only thing that'll save it. Um, this dude, I don't want him touching the community pizza with his unwashed hands. Sure, that's. I mean, that's that's just ridiculous. I it do reminds, know. By, go it ahead. reminds me of this. It reminds me of the scene in. Um, did you see uh, something in the water? The woman has sex with a fish man movie. That one best oh, picture. Oh, the shape of water. The shape of the water. Shape of the water. We there talked you go. about yeah, yeah, the, the Abe Sapien too. Yeah, Abe Sapien. <laughs> the Abe Sapien film where she fucks a fish guy. Mm-hmm. Anyway, there's that scene where Michael Shannon goes to the bathroom, mm-hmm. where he washes his hands before, goes to the bathroom, and then doesn't wash his hands going out, and it's this whole thing. He, it's a hilarious speech on. It's like you can tell what you can tell you know what kind of a man you a man is. If he washes his hands before or after, <laughs> if he washes his hands before he goes to the bathroom and then, then makes this speech and then walks out of the bathroom. It's hilarious. Interesting. No, that movie has been on the DVR for I think a year and a half, and I have not gotten to watch it yet. Yeah, 
I don't know. You, what kind of mood do you have to be in to watch that movie? That's was, the problem. Every time I think about starting it, I'm like, yeah, what else? I was in an airplane, and my kids were sort of peeking over watching it. They're like, is she going to have sex with a fish man? I was like, oh, God. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, but yeah, that that's a funny scene. And yeah, of course, I don't know. There are people, I guess, not washing their hands. But, but at what point do you, as a person... Like, look at your hands and go, oh, God, I'm going to eat with these? Like, how dirty right. do they have to be? Like, do you have to see like, gunk and grime on them before you wash your hands, before you eat? Well, as we've talked about, I'm pretty um, militant about washing my hands post-bathroom usage. And I, I just want, for me, I just wash my hands and they feel dirty, which maybe makes me crazy. Like, maybe they're not dirty, but sometimes my hands will just feel like they need to be washed. And, like... And certainly, like, hand sanitizer doesn't do it. I only use hand sanitizer as a... I've been in a public place touching things where lots of other people are, and I the need... The gym. The gym, the the the, the preschool. Um, anywhere there's a lot of doors or anything like that, like, I use a lot of hand sanitizer. But at the gym, I never used to do it because um, it wasn't really a thing back when I used to go to the gym, gym all the time. Uh, I would just wash up after I was done working out. Mm-hmm. I do both. <laughs> yeah, you should. The uh, and I always like that the the uh, grocery store has like a little dispenser, sure too. Because handling those carts, you know, some kid has been like snotting all over the handle of that grocery of that shopping cart, right? Yeah, well, and that's the thing is you got to be extra careful these days because now people are running around with measles, <laughs> and that shit can live on a surface for like two days. Because measles is smart; it's making a comeback. Can you imagine being measles right now? It's like they let us back in, guys. Yeah, Here like we the are. Cold, it's like the Cold War. It's, just, it's back on. Back on. Game on. We're, we're back, back in. <laughs> it's like trading places. Yeah. It's like we're back. Exactly. It's awful. I mean, what are people thinking? They're not thinking. But these are... I, the internet you know, has ruined a certain segment of the population. Like, it's ruined sure. them. They are ruined people. They're mentally destroyed. They're no longer capable of... They call themselves free thinkers, and they're no longer capable of actual critical reasoning. Yeah, well, I. so if you draw the Venn diagram, right, and you think about people who are fighting climate change and people who are not vaccinating their children, you're just, it's like, I believe in, and then they yell at you to believe in science, and then they don't vaccinate their kids. I'm just like, what is, what ha- what's happening here? I just don't, I don't understand why you would, why you would put your, your children in harm's way. I just, I don't get it. I mean, well, they got scared about the autism thing. And I think that that, even though that's ridiculous and you can blame Jenny McCarthy for a lot of that, because <laughs> as a person early on with a platform who was the only one out there shouting that from the rooftops, yeah, you know, she, she convinced a lot of people who didn't know any better. Well, I mean, how are you supposed to win American Idol if you're not on the spectrum in this day and age? Let's be honest. Irrational. You have to have that irrational confidence, and that only comes from being on the spectrum slightly. Well, so. pump that mercury right into my bloodstream. Then. <laughs> it's all good. I Man, guess. It's saving lives. <laughs> Except in Washington. You know, Washington State has the lowest vaccination rate in the country. Really? Yes. You oh, live with man. them. You live right next door to all of these people. Yeah, I you remember know. when we went to had kids and went to the doctor, and the doctor kind of looked at us like, you want us to vaccinate your kids? And I'm like, yes. I'm shocked you have to ask. But <laughs> yeah, yes, I was like, please. yeah. And then we made faces at each other like, you believe these fucking idiots? <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
God. All right. Vaccinate your kids, people. Yeah, wait until we have the iron lung makes a comeback. Then you really, you, maybe you'll feel right. a little differently about yeah. this shit. Wait till polio kicks Oh, my the door God. Back wait till there's a bunch of paralyzed kids. That'll be fantastic. Yeah, everybody will love that. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so, I know there's no easy transition out of that one. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what. If you are not vaccinating your kids, you are not a seven handicap at life. That's for sure. That's right. You're, so, you're, you're, you're well, you're 24. You 24 are. handicap. Maybe worse. <laughs> you, might, you might be worse. What's the maximum handicap they can get? 36. Uh, Two yeah. strokes maybe, a hole. Maybe you're 36. Yeah. All right, so you sent me an article that's a little dated, but uh, it's fine. doesn't have to be timely. It certainly doesn't matter. It talks about what's a seven handicap, really. And it talks about the, what the golf game is like for seven seven handicap, basically in the top 20% of all golfers, top 3% for females. Um, or women, I should say. This obviously was written before this man was told not to use the word females like a moron. <laughs> um, but you can feel good about yourself, right, if you're a seven handicap. Uh, the first thing I'll say about this, and then, oh, they list a bunch of stuff. And we're going to go through it. They list a bunch of stuff that this is about how good you are at this thing if you're roughly a seven handicap. And I imagine that you probably related quite a bit to this article because I certainly did. I did. But the first thing that I want to say about this is that they're way too high on the seven handicap business because... Seven handicap is hard. Seven handicap is really, really good. Now I've been stuck between ten and eleven for like almost two years. I went on a crazy hot streak last summer and got into single digits, uh-huh. like nine point five or something uh-huh. like that. Nine point six. Freaked out. Had to shoot some bad scores and get myself out of there because I just couldn't live with myself. I just couldn't live walking around with a with a single digit handicap. I got. I had one two week period of nine point eight last summer. <laughs> Thrilling. It could but not hold it. Could not hold it. No. Oh. But yeah. So I think that I think yeah they 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 may be undervaluing the seven handicap. Because yeah, being a seven handicap is a real being a really good good golfer. It's pretty good. Like it's especially when he starts with on the right day in the right course you'll break eighty. I feel like if you're a seven handicap, you're gonna break eighty on most courses. Right. At least most of the courses that we play. Sure. On but a quote-unquote uh, regular course. Yeah. So the first thing I bring up is softball. Optimistic when you're batting. You don't strike out. Fielding errors are rare and can explain the infield fly rule. I can do all of those things. I think that's pretty accurate. I think so. I think that um, that softball... I kind of miss playing softball. I do not miss playing softball. I miss it. I do miss playing softball a little bit. I mean, I don't want to play softball, but I do miss playing slow pitch. I thought it was a lot of fun. Um, yeah. But yes, I think that's pretty. I think that's pretty good. I mean, that's just being a solid. Like someone when, if they called you up and said, "Hey, could you come play?" You're 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 relatively strong ringer. Yes. This, I think I'm more of like a 13 handicap hitter and like maybe a five on defense. Yeah. Like I'm definitely a better glove than a bat. Right. I was pretty equal. I was pretty equally good. Both. I felt I was pretty balanced both ways. But yeah. So do you consider yourself? I thought I, I at my at my best, I, I think I was easily a seven handicap slow pitch softball player. Oh, I had peak. one season where I hit like 700. So I think that counts. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, the next one was skiing, snowboarding, covers the terrain of the entire mountain and enjoys it. Looks good on good snow, but reverts to less graceful form on icy or variable conditions. Occasionally sustains minor injuries. As far as jumping, stylistically has never progressed further than a spread eagle or heel grab. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say that 
I'm going to say that spread eagle or heel grab makes you higher than a seven. I would agree. I think jumping puts you into a lower handicap in terms of snowboard skiing. I think because at my, I was thinking at my peak, at my best, when I was a, the best at snowboarding that I'd ever been, I could handle a groomed black trail. Not a wild black trail, mm-hmm. but I could handle a groomed black trail and no problems on blues and greens. And um, and I think that's probably a seven handicap. I never could jump. I'm not a, <laughs> if people know me, <laughs> I'm not really built for the whole jumping spinning thing. But I felt like I was confident on all groomed terrain. Mm-hmm. And I think that to me is the seven handicap. I think if you can jump, twirl or grab or your board or anything like that, I think it puts you lower in terms of a handicap. If you can do the all mountain stuff plus plus jump. If you can handle all the groom trails and then put some air into it, then I think you're I think you're lower than a 7. Um I think that I'm probably like a, a, again, like maybe a 10 or 12 handicap on a snowboard and then like a 2 or a 3 on skis. Um yeah. I was briefly a competitive skier and I skied all over very difficult terrain and like did the did the cornice leaps and cliff jumping shit you see on the TV. Yeah. When I lived in Alaska, like let's jump off this 20 foot rock. Like that right. was a good idea. No, but we didn't. I would skis. never do that. Yeah. And I could, pro- and I progressed to the, the 360. I could do a 360 on skis in the air. Um, see, that makes the, you a uh, low single digit as far as I'm concerned. You're, I mean, that's yeah, no, your I way, you're way, you're way down low. But I think that, I think that as far as being a seven handicap on snow sports, skiing, snowboarding, if you can handle all the groomed terrain, I would give you the seven handicap. If you could comfortably handle all the groomed terrain. All right. Well, maybe I got to get down to a 10 or nine as a snowboarder because I definitely hurt myself more often on a snowboard. I suffered a concussion, <laughs> some bruised ribs. Um, when I was, when I did go pick up snowboarding again, it was a relief to get back on skis when I finally fell one last time on ice and smacked my ribs. And I was like, oh, I'm done. I'm done for the day. Like I can't get up. <laughs> so I like limped down the mountain. And the next time we went up, I was like, I'm getting skis. And then all yeah. of a sudden I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll see you guys at the bottom. Bye. Yeah. I feel, was, uh, I feel like I'm about ready to retire from snow sports i'm getting I'm, there i'm pretty much done at this point you're not gonna you're not gonna you're not gonna bring it back for your kids just to give your kids the reason i the reason my I wife got has no interest my wife doesn't have any interest either but i think you're i think you'd be doing your kids a disservice by not teaching them to ski i really Maybe. do especially around here because it's really my kids love it and now that they're completely self-sufficient on the mountain it's like now it's time for me to be, retire but um, yeah, maybe. I don't know. I feel like by the time they're really old enough to enjoy it, there's going to be either too much snow or none snow. And so I'm not really <laughs> sure that it's going to be do worth it. the time. But you could just take you could just go easy green and blue, get out there, get your kids, teach them for a few years until, you know, oh, my until, kids they're, are... until they're 13 and nine. And then you're 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 out. I'm bowing yeah. out gracefully, probably at the end of this year. All right. Next is pool. You have the potential to go on runs of five or even six consecutive potted balls, but more reliably dinks in one or two. Possesses an elementary understanding of spin and how to position the cue ball, but execution is another matter. Extent of imagination is two shots ahead. Once purchased a mid-priced cue from a sporting goods <laughs> store. But you can check all those boxes. Yeah, I think I'd, I've never purchased a cue, but my friend Eric once had this really nice pool cue. And uh, mm-hmm. you remember the... I don't know if you remember, like the is it the two the two eleven club? It was on Second Avenue. It was like in this old warehouse. It was this huge pool place that had seedy pool players like hanging around all the time. Okay. And me and my buddy Scott and Eric used to go down there, and they used to because they were good pool players, and I was just or longed to drink beer, 
And I remember one night he took that cue. It was a nice cue with a case and everything. He took it out and smashed, just smashed it. Because <laughs> he was angry? Oh, yes. <laughs> it was it was tremendous. It was tremendous work by him. And uh, But I've never, you know, I'm just pool in your buddy's basement kind of thing. I think I was yeah. probably, you know, I'm easily a 12, 13 pool handicap for sure. Yeah, I think even worse now. I'm probably like 16, 17. Moments like, of brilliance. A, Moments of brilliance here and there. At this point, yeah, at this point it's mostly like, uh, if I was playing all the time, I'll get better. Sure. But it just requires, like, yeah, I could go why, execute Why would the you practice, shots. though? I mean, there's no, no. It's, not like, it's not like you would practice. It's not like yeah. you would spend time trying to get better at it. You know, yeah. it's mostly a social thing anyway, right? You end up, you know, at the garage or whatever the place in Bellevue is. Um, and you're just, you're just like talking to people while you play. It's yeah. like, Oh, I missed an easy shot. It's a beer drinking beer. activity. Yeah. yeah. It's like a bowling. Yeah. Uh, camping, camping can provide a comfortable experience for a friend or a loved one in temperatures over 20 degrees Fahrenheit. Gets the fire going on the first try and prepares hot, though not always delicious meals. Three nights is the limit. Always returns looking and smelling like he or she has been away longer. I am a, a 36 handicap camper. <laughs> I'm not doing. I mean, I'm a zero. I'm like, I like, no, no handicap because I'm not going camping. I'm not a camping person. Pass. <laughs> I used to be a four handicap uh, camper, and this has to do with living in the wilderness. Um, but now, like, like a sixteen. Like, I can do what they're describing here, um, and it probably can go a little colder because I have cold weather gear. Uh, I can definitely get the fire going on the first try. I can definitely cook food that you can eat. It's not always great. Three nights is definitely the limit. And by the time we're coming back, I am very ready to be done. Yeah. So, yeah. The good. If I can't get room service after midnight, like, why? Why I don't even like go? sleeping on the ground, dude. It just sucks. There's, like, the, there's no point in it. I mean, yeah. once the apocalypse come, I'll have to sleep on the ground plenty. That's but right. until it's then, anyway. But until then, man, I'm going to sleep in a bed. Ridiculous. Tennis verbatim from the national tennis rating program on a 4.0 player. Didn't you and I play 4.0 doubles? We did. And we All won right. a lot. So we did. we're maybe. pretty good. Yeah. We were hot and cold though. Right. Like I have a tendency. We, we both had a tendency to kind of play really good matches or just like a really poor match at the same time. Yeah. We, uh, we, when one of us stunk, we both kind of stunk. Yeah. 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 The, they do have a tennis rating system. Yeah, I mean, there's not. Is it really going worth going over the tennis thing? I mean, really, either you're a competent tennis player is what they're saying. Yeah, so we played four zero at the Amy Yee, where it was cold as hell sometimes, like in the winter time. But uh, but what was best is I played three five mixed with with my wife. Nice, and we dominated for a good solid calendar year. Were you just acing people like a dick in the three five bracket? Just destroying people. Oh my god. <laughs> Well, that's what I could play before my yeah. arm no, before would, my arm fell off. Yeah, I feel like when your wife was first learning, or you were bringing her around, like the three of us would go play cutthroat. Yeah, but she park. but she but she played tennis in high school and stuff like that. Oh, that's she right. had, she was pretty she had, competent. Yeah, she was solid, yeah. and we may not have been three five players. We might, but I don't think they had a four zero mixed doubles mm. bracket. So we just grabbed the the highest bracket, and yeah, we just smashed people's faces in. It was awesome. It was either give you a trophy or a free can of balls. <laughs> I was like, we're taking the trophy. <laughs> beer pong hits on a full rack half the time. Really needs more than three attempts on a last cup. Skill is sharpest after three beers, but after that, it's a steady decline. That sounds pretty accurate. Yeah, I don't, I don't play beer pong. 
<laughs> uh, work. Communicates abstract ideas clearly in meetings, returns all emails within the same business day, is aware of that doesn't necessarily participate in style trends, showers every morning, shops online efficiently, and averages no more than an hour reading about sports. And I got to say, no, for me, this no is more a, than an hour, no more than an hour day to day performance for me here. <laughs> listen, some days when, I'm a scratch worker. Yeah, even when the, better. I'll be a plus three. Listen, some days. Part of my part of my job is reactive. In fact, a good deal of my job is reactive. Sure. So when the siren goes off, no one's better than I am. Sorry. I'm with you on that. I don't work on that. I don't work that kind of job anymore, thank God. Um, but I, this is the kind of thing where I tell my wife the same thing about being a husband. I can't go for 60 every night. <laughs> like, I'm going <laughs> to right. put up 20 and, 20 and 8 every night, no problem. Some days you're going to get 45. Some days it's going to be out of the park, 63 points with the flu. You don't know. Right. But it's not going to be 45 a night, all right? <laughs> No, no one can live like that. No, I'm not James Harden because he does it cheaply. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and the last one is parenting, which I, I thought we could probably spend too much time on. So I will just say what it says here is knows the names of child's friends and even some teachers, refrains from altercations with refs and other parents at sporting events, employs guilt and bribery to drive results. Arguments may be lost due to impatience. I'm, I'm lower than a seven because um, I know like my the parents' names. My my kids' friends' parents' names, which what? is good. you know what, I've been I've been parents good about names? remembering the names. Like so, if my son has a buddy, and I know the name of his dad, if we met at the Halloween carnival or whatever, like hey, join friends here. And how old do the kids have to be? Well, it's like his buddy from school. Like I have no other relationship with these these folks other than my your our kids know each other from school. We hung out at the Halloween carnival, and I remember your name. I try to remember their name. So if I see them at the store, or you see them at the Mod Pizza, you're like, hey, Joe, what's happening? And then they're like, oh, hey. And they don't remember my name, and it's awesome. And then they, and then they feel am, goofy uh, about it. I think I'm, when it comes to that kind of thing specifically, I think I'm a high teen handicapper. <laughs> I don't <laughs> want to know anyone's name if I don't have to. Oh, really? Oh, that's too bad. There's I'm not no, friendly. I'm not a friendly person. Chris. <laughs> <laughs> we know. Well, I guess we know this. You know, this is a good opportunity, even though. Tell us. It's a Halloween story that I forgot to tell back during Halloween. Uh, so we met up with the, the neighborhood kid that my daughter goes to elementary with to do the trick or treating. And his dad. Like knows everyone's business in the neighborhood. Oh, that's mm. this person's house. And they're this and this and this. And I'm like. What exactly are you doing that you're gathering this intelligence about all these people? Why do you know these things? Because he's nosy. Very. He's these these are definitely the pop by people. Like they tend to pop by. Uh hey, and, what's happening? Yeah, which is fine, except that I always feel like I'm a dick because because they're popping by, we're never ready to receive them. And right. like this last two or three times they've popped by, it's been like I just got out of the shower or I'm leaving or whatever's going on like right the pop by is kind of weird in this day and age like it, for adults to pop by like i would never pop by my i'd be walking past and if you're out screwing around in the yard i'm totally i'm totally good to gab but yes. i would never ring your bell no or knock your knock on your door to just say hey what's happening They're like what uh-huh no go away please no he brought the kid brought by some uh some Rice Krispie treats, and they were tinted pink, and said "Happy Valentine's Day." And I'm like, "Okay, I, I, what are we Thanks. doing here?" <laughs> right. 
You're making me uncomfortable. Would you like to come in? Is your son trying to me too, my daughter in first grade? Right. Well, maybe he's got a maybe he's got a crush on her, man. Let's I don't know. I don't think so. Just being nice. Probably. Being neighborly. It's just weird in this day and age to be neighborly. I just there's definitely some stronger boundaries in this day and age. The flip side is our across the street neighbors who we got to know fairly well over the summer, like, have ghosted us. Oh yeah. Well, because it's winter time. Yeah, but no, no, like, but we hung out, like, basically had, like, a joint party on the 4th of July, and then talked about getting together on Halloween again, and then, like, they, we never saw them again. And I'm irritated by it, mostly because the dude is a member of one of the country clubs around here, and I have been very clear about my interest in golf, <laughs> and we talked about going out, and I was, like, waiting and waiting, and then never and then we no. like never talked again and I was like, they'll All right. reappear they'll reappear come summertime whatever fine. what a dick <laughs> <laughs> our uh, our neighborhoods like that is that everyone's sort of squirreled away then when the weather gets nice like during the snow we had everybody over at our house we have the best little sledding hill and in, in the neighborhood and our driveway was just packed full of kids from everywhere in the neighborhood it was, just kind of, it was nice but uh but yeah i don't expect to see those folks until june sure now it's like a Goodbye. All right. Well, we're going to head to the OT, and that means... Now comes the part where we throw our heads back and laugh. Ready? Ready! <laughs> Dad jokes of the week. Woo! All right. So the first one we have here is a Valentine's-themed dad joke right off the bat. Uh, again, these are in the order for the last week of my preference. So that means this first one is bad. <laughs> what did one bell say to the other? Be my valentine. Wow. What kind of a car does a crazy man drive? A locomotive. It's not even a car. Come on. You're not even trying. It's not a car. car. I mean, you could have made the joke about an engineer. I don't know. Right. Jesus. It's not even. Just give it a shot here. Come on. All right. What did the first stoplight say to the second stoplight? Don't look. I'm changing. I got a big bill from the electric company this month. I was shocked. All right, we have two more, and these are—I like these two. These two are all okay. right. I had a dream last. Oh, sorry, I had a dream that I was a muffler last night. I woke up exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, which American president was the least guilty? Abraham Lincoln. He was innocent. Ooh, we. What do you got for us this week, Chris? I got. I found this. I found this joke. Usually I try to write a joke, but this time I found a joke, and I thought I thought of you, which was funny. Because, uh, uh, what are your strengths? You know, I fall in love easily. Okay, then what are your weaknesses? Those blue eyes of yours. <laughs> oh, I'm glad I don't have blue eyes. I don't have to feel weird about that. No, I just it's just that whole falling in love easily thing. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. As, you know when you were in eighth grade, this was this was your life. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> All right, in the OT, you brought to the table the fact that Dak Prescott, quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys, had some things to say about Tom Brady and his marital situation. Do you want to kick us off? Sure. So Dak Prescott's being interviewed around uh, just after the Super Bowl. They're just talking about, well, I think we all know that in the public, when you're in the public eye, you don't, especially in sports, you don't talk about another man's wife and another man's money. Dak Prescott found a way to talk about both of those things. So he goes to Tom Brady, it's like, 
Well, of course, Tom Brady doesn't have to. Doesn't you know? He doesn't want to be the highest paid. He doesn't need to be the highest paid quarterback. I mean, he's you know he's won six Super Bowls now, but he doesn't need to. He doesn't need the money. He doesn't. He doesn't need the money because you know his wife makes a ton of. His wife's fully rich, so so he can. He doesn't have to. He doesn't have to go for the big contract like I do. Like 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 Dak Prescott can't live on twelve million dollars a year. He's got to have a twenty-seven million dollar contract to wreck his whole team. Like Tom Brady is smart. He understands that the top six highest paid quarterbacks in the league last year didn't make the playoffs. But, and Drew Brees understands this and sensible people understand this. But of course, I understand that you also want to get paid. But do you have to make $25 million a year on your contract and wreck your team? Or would you rather make... 12 or 14 million dollars a year and play in the playoffs every year and have a chance to win titles. I just, but for him to get on TV and talk about Tom Brady like this, I felt was shockingly terrible. It was poor judgment to be sure, but Dex, right. I mean, to some extent, Tom can feel more comfortable not taking that money. Tom, uh, Tom Brady could be married to anyone. And it would be fine for him to make $12.5 million a year. That's correct. He's also very marketable, so he has income in those spaces as well. Sure. But you know me, when it comes, especially when it comes to entertainment and sports, I'm pro-labor. I'm not pro-billionaire. Like, I'm not like, oh, well, they shouldn't pay the players more. So You, you work in a salary cap league. It's not about... It's it doesn't not have about. to be that way. It is. Well, that's what I'm saying. So the owners could increase the total revenue for salaries... Which they do on a regular basis, but and, like significantly. Well, basketball, they all, their salary cap went through the roof because of the TV money. Well, my thought is that to to maintain competitive balance is that they should do away with the total salary. Well, not do away with, but rather increase significantly the total amount of revenues that go to player salaries in in football, particularly for post player healthcare. Uh, there should be some guarantees around that that kind of stuff, but. Sure. The league should work out a framework for capping like individual positions as a percentage of your roster so that the quality of your organization becomes the determining factor in attracting talent. Like your competence as an organization becomes the thing that players are attracted to, not your cap space. Mm-hmm. And then this becomes a non-issue because the best, the starting quarterback is going to get something in a fairly defined range. The best guy is going to get the most, but still he might not come to your team. Like it can't be so much is what I'm saying. Like, Tom Brady can't take so much less in the system that I'm proposing that he can actually give his team a competitive advantage. The, um, but what happens is, and you see this happen in soccer especially, is that billionaires just spend through the roof, and now you've got three teams. Well, that's a, what I'm saying. In, increase in the league. cap and increase revenue as a percentage of salaries, or increase salaries as a percentage of revenue, and, and then cap it on the individual positions. Yeah. So, I mean, I think, that, I, think I understand what you're saying. But it's still, if we just do it, if you're talking about the world we live in today. Yeah. I mean, it's not a smart thing to do. It's not a smart thing to do. Dak Prescott, stay, just stay in, your, stay in your lane. Because it's just, a, it's just something you don't talk about. Sure. I just think it's grossly unfair that we expect these guys to make a personal sacrifice for the, on the altar of winning when there's really no need for it other than the fact that the system is set up to make sure they can't make more money. They can make they can make money. I mean, it just it just comes at a cost. Right? I know, but it's, it's just like when you talk about the NBA and being a salary cap league, it's like 
when they've done the math, like LeBron James actually worth like fifty million dollars a year, like in, the, when in his prime. Sure. Yeah. But you can't. But again, if you let owners spend as much as they want to, you'll get owners who don't want to spend any. You'll get owners who want to spend who don't mind spending a ton. Yeah. And then you've got and then you've got a league no one wants to watch. I don't know. I just think it's. I don't mean to pull this into politics, but I I, I never stop appreciating the irony of free markets everything for everything except for this specific kind of labor where there's ownership and control. I want sacrifice from my athletes and free markets for everything else. Well, I don't, well, I think that it just, uh, there's a weird thing about the people who want free markets to solve problems, want them to solve the problems in everything, but sports. I want the free market to solve the sports problem. I'm done. I mean, you could just set a salary cap and let it, let it be a market and do away with the draft and you have a hundred draft is terrible. Yeah. Let, you have $250 million to spend this year or whatever it is. That's it. Yeah. Now, now lure all the people you want to you full mobility for players inside that, inside that realm. But we all have, we all have to deal with the rules, quote unquote, the rules. They're not, no matter how good I am at my job, no one's going to pay me $1.5 million a year to do it. I mean, that's because that's the job I do. <laughs> But you've seen a and lot their of their job, yeah. but their job is such that they can't make even if you maybe you know maybe they can make eighty million dollars. They no one's going to pay them eighty million dollars, so that's your job. Sure. So, I mean that's I mean that's the sorry. I mean if you work for a multi billion, if you you could work for the multi billion dollar company, you're not going to get a you're not going to get a a big piece of that 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 pie. That's just sure. how it works. Oh, that's actually why I appreciate. The company I work for is they have taken a very progressive stance on uh, ownership sharing being a large portion of our um, compensation. Yeah, which is awesome. It is, and it attracts talent. Which it does, is, which is which is how that whole thing's supposed to work. Yeah, definitely makes me not want to lose my job. <laughs> Much harder than other jobs I've had. <laughs> <laughs> Begging for that job to lose you. I've been there yeah i can't wait till i can work less i can't i had a job not too long ago where i was like i don't think i can work less hard than this i really need them to fire me (laughs) (laughs) i hate i hate being in that position too that's the the one where you're just like oh this is this it wasn't exactly like that but that that was sort of the vibe i was like i did say to a friend shortly before i got laid off you know i wouldn't be surprised if this comes to an end relatively soon (laughs) we i think we've all been there all right. Well, the last thing I want to touch on, and I know we're well over time, was uh, the, I came across a piece of old pop culture ephemera that I wanted to share with you. Um, the Wu-Tang song, or sorry, oh my God, I can't believe I just did that. The A Tribe Called Quest song, uh, I Left My Wallet in El Segundo, has Which a video. Which is the, the most famous, the most famous of all the tribe songs. You think the so? Most, I think so. Okay. I think. Well, that's, that's neither here nor there. But there's a video with, with strong Mexican themes. And it opens on a shot of an empty road and then zooms very quickly in on a little person who's dressed up to look like a Mexican. And do you know who that little person is? Who? Peter Dinklage. (laughs) (laughs) All actors have to start somewhere. I guess so. So he used to do a lot of uh, little person roles in music videos, I found out, with the, the very brief rabbit hole I entered into. But my first thought was you couldn't find a Mexican little person. <laughs> they get a white guy. <laughs> they they went through central casting. I don't know. They called up central casting and said, "We need a little person for this video." I don't know. Can we and get one who's Hispanic? <laughs> the other one I came across. Speaking of Hispanics, was uh, Alfred Molina being the guy that uh, double crosses Indy at the beginning of Raiders of the Lost Ark for yeah. the title. 
awesome. Yeah, I always I always love seeing Molina in that. Well, and I didn't really realize I had started it because Raiders is on Netflix right now. Uh huh. That's a hard PG. That is realistic gunfight violence, multiple gun deaths. <laughs> All right, let's let's go back in the wayback machine. We didn't have PG thirteen back then. Correct. It was PG and then R. Yeah. There was no middle step. So it's not an R movie, so it's a PG movie. <laughs> but yes, it is a hard it's a hard PG for sure. Because well, they didn't have any other choices. So I'm watching it and I'm not really concerned about it because one, it's PG and I know I know the movie well enough to know, okay, there's the I know there's the 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 sort of scary fire where, you know, uh, where Karen Allen gets kid or they try to kidnap Karen Allen. Right. Um, I know that Indy's going to shoot the guy with the sword. Yeah. I know that one of the guys is going to get blow darted uh, at the beginning, but the beginning is the best part for the kids. Cause it's the, he's doing the temple thing, right? He's going yeah. in, he's doing the Indiana Jones adventure thing. The temple run. Yeah. But then like Alfred Molina, like he discovers him all spiked up. <laughs> yeah. The things sticking through his head and everything. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's but, uh, it's, it's graphic. Yeah, I mean, and I don't worry too much about her older daughter because I've said before on the show, she's a little macabre. She kind of enjoys that shit. She's like yeah. into it. Um, our younger daughter is a little more sensitive, so I worry about it. But she actually was, I think her scientific mind took over because she didn't seem scared. She was looking at it funny. And then after it was over, she told me, she's like, what happened to him? And I was like, what do you mean? She's like, why did his head get big? Like she could recognize that it wasn't a, a, bod, a human body. Like it was uh-huh. that it was a, like a rubber dummy with Alfred okay. Molina's face on it. Right. So it was just an interesting experience. And I guess I didn't really ask you to prep for this, but was there, were there any, like, have there been any, can you think of a, a moment with somebody very famous now or who became relatively famous that, that like is the start out point where you, you run into them and you're like, Oh, I forgot. Or, or I'm surprised to see you here. Oh, geez. It happens. You know, music videos is the key for that. And my, yeah. my favorite music, vi- that, I, we may have talked about this. It's the Carrie Russell Bon Jovi video. Ah, uh, yes. That's the one that always, it, cause it's Carla Gugino. So it's right. the the dude who, and we've gone over this before, but it's the dude who is living with Carly Gugino ends up making out with Carrie Russell, and he should be killed because no man deserves to be able to make out with both of those two actresses in the same video. <laughs> um, so that's the, uh, but yeah, if you just watch music videos from from the early '90s or late '80s, you'll just see you'll see familiar faces galore. That's. That's a, that's the best part about people being famous and then people get famous a lot younger now, which was always the, which you always run the risk of like, you'll just, cause you know, you'll see ScarJo as like a 12 year old girl in some, some movie. You'll go, Oh God, I'm having, you give dirty ScarJo thoughts. Well, we've talked that, about eight legged freaks. Yeah. That you have to then like <laughs> deal with the fact that here's ScarJo is she's 12 and you're yeah, like, oh, she's like, ugh. she and I are of an age though. So it worked for me. <laughs> but it's it's that it's that kind of it's that kind of thing and you know you know you get creepy thoughts like you know you're watching harry potter you know it's like you know, it's all right just you've like, said you, you've said too much <laughs> pretty soon you're like you know like hayden panettiere and remember the titans right God. no i'm sorry like you know i i'm not afraid to say i watch a little jenny Con- jenny Connolly uh, labyrinth every now and again yeah yeah well, the last thing I was going to say about famous people is, I don't know if you've seen this yet tonight, but Regina King was nearly killed by Joel Embiid. Oh, at the basketball game? Yes. So they're at, they're at Madison Square Garden today, the, the Sixers, and uh, he hurdles the front row of seats and actually makes contact with Regina's hair with his feet. Like, Ooh. it is close. He almost puts his hoof right into her face. Well, well, I mean, LeBron sent Jason Day's wife to the hospital. Yeah, but she's not famous. 
<laughs> Famous as Regina King. <laughs> I don't think so. I only brought this up to tell you to, to finish the show on this really excellent Philadelphia burn, which is the last line of the blog post that where they're posting the clip is save that shit for home games, Joel, where you won't be. Imp- it's Joel, right? Sorry, Joel, where you won't imperil any beloved celebrities. And one of the first comments is a quote of that line. And then obviously speaking of Philadelphia. Hey, what about Bill Cosby? Oh, Kevin Hart. Oh, Kobe Bryant. Oh, Noam Chomsky. <laughs> Noam Chomsky. <laughs> that killed me. Just the cross it because it's strike through too on the post. Bill Cosby, Kevin Hart, Kobe uh, Bryant. It's good stuff. That's quality comedy. All right. Anything else? That's it for me, man. Just uh, you know, trying to get myself out of this house into work. I think I think we I think we've done the melt. So we're I think we're I'm good to go. Oh yeah, man. Uh, my neighbors were doing the dumbest thing I've ever seen. They both drive. Our, our neighbors are like, I think I've told you before listeners that our neighbors have like lots of vehicle toys, like uh, dirt bikes and four wheelers and skidoos. And I know it's skidoo. I like to call it skidoos. Skidoo. Uh, anyway, they were driving their dumb matte gray Toyota with its knobbly tires and his like, uh, I think it's a Yukon. They were driving. I couldn't figure out what they were doing. And they were driving up and down the street outside our house because it's a hill. And they were flattening the snow like they thought they were plowing it. And I'm like, you guys, have you never lived anywhere with snow before? Because you have just fucked us. Right. And that's, that's what ice. happened today. So getting back to the house, I had I, the entire time we've had snow. We have two all-wheel drive vehicles. It's been no problem. And today, huge problem. Because guess right. what? When you drive, ice. yeah, when you drive on top of snow and compact it all down, and then it melts and freezes again, it turns to ice. I was very irritated. I wanted to go out there and, and cuss them out, um, but now our street is an absolute disaster. So it's hard <laughs> to get it much harder to get in and out now than it was even a few days ago. Yeah, keep the snow. Like my driveway was sledded out by a dozen kids, so it was really oh slick as fa- hell. It was fast. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, yeah, so I finally had to dig it out. And it's, well, uh, if you're not it's, plowing, it's you're hard. not helping. If you're not helping, you're hurting. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, that's our show this week. And thanks to all of you for listening to 2 on 3 Pod. Please know we appreciate tremendously the time you choose to spend with us. If you don't already, please subscribe and or review on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and Spotify. And don't be shy about sharing your thoughts and suggestions for the show. We'll be back next week. Oh, do you want to preview the new show or the next the show next week? We're going to do a no. special. Uh, no. All right. It's going to be a surprise. We're going to do a special uh, Oscars semi-themed episode that will have nothing to do with the Oscars. You'll enjoy Whoop. it. Especially if you like the 90s as much as we do. For sure. We'll be back with that next week. But until then. Peace. Peace.